You're listening to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, a show where your hosts, Darian and Ethan, discuss the controversial topics often avoided by the church. They also discuss culture, society, and everyday goofs. And now, Darian and Ethan. What's up, everybody? It's Ethan the Peterson with the co-host, Darian Brooks. And we're back! Hey, here we are in not the van. Nope. We got our place back. Yep. And so we are ready to get it. We're excited. It's Wednesday evening, nighttime. Um, I mean, if you consider 9 p.m. nighttime, which we do because we're old. Yes, it's um, my bedtime. Yeah. I remember when I was younger, like 9 p.m. I'm still staying up for like four hours. Oh, I like five hours. <laughs> so I was like, what? I don't relate anymore. And now I'm like, oh, I got to stay up till 10. It's going to be a late night. Right. <laughs> But yeah, here we are. We're excited. <clears throat> We're excited. Super excited to, for this episode. Yeah. Talking about some cultural confusion in Christianity. Yeah. And all that good stuff. And just to let you guys know, this is the second to last episode of the season. Season one's coming to a close. Coming to a close. Second to last episode. Next episode is going to be the finale. And it's going to be awesome. Yeah. We have not planned it at all. But it's going gonna, gonna to be awesome. Who plans things? None. None of us. <laughs> we don't. Uh, the last couple of weeks, it's been like... I'll wake up Monday and I'm like, wait a second, what are we talking about in two days? <laughs> Honestly, like we don't plan that much though. Like we it's mostly just a conversation. Yeah, well, that's kind of how it, like that's we, what a podcast is. Yeah, we both wanted that format. Like, yeah, it's ain't like a it's ain't a lecture. Yeah, but we research enough. We we do research for hours in the when we know what we're talking about. Hours, I do. Sometimes, like when I was like when it was New Age, I was like I actually don't know too much. I right? usually just know most of the information already, so I just <laughs> I pretty much already know everything. I just write down what I already know so that I like don't forget it. <laughs> the other day we were I was at some friend's house and we were talking about how Francis Chan. They're like they were asking, mm-hmm. is he an honorary YWAMer? Like what? Because because yeah. he's speaking at Kona recently, and I was like, well, he pioneered a school. Like he was a, he, he led a right. school there. He started the whole thing called the Foundations of Revival and Reformation, which mm-hmm. I wanted to go to. And then I thought, actually, I don't know if I need to go anymore. Like, not to, I'm not trying to be prideful. I just don't know how much they're going to be able to teach me. You probably teach you a little bit. And then, I don't know. I was like, I was like, I definitely would learn something. It's a nine month course. I would 100 percent learn quite a bit. Probably. Yeah, 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 for sure. But it's like, do I want to pay nine thousand dollars? Nine thousand dollars. Yeah, it's like a thousand dollars a month. Well, okay, that makes sense. I don't even have that much coming monthly. I know. That's crazy. Which you think about it, it's like. In like the missionary world, it's like a thousand dollars a month for a single person. It's like whoa, but you're like so rich. in the real world, it's like, bro, you're at poverty level, bro. You're way below poverty <laughs> level, dude. A thousand dollars a month. Like, what are you doing, bro? Poverty level in California is like seventeen or eighteen thousand dollars a year. I, I think I mean, it's after taxes. I think in Michigan it's like thirteen thousand. Then you're still under the poverty line, mm-hmm. and that's after taxes. So like, you mm-hmm. definitely we would like. We pay taxes on, like, what people give us still, and it's a lot more than most people pay taxes on, mm-hmm. so we're still way under, like, what we actually yeah. make. Um, yeah, I was going to talk about taxes, but I'm not going to talk about that on air. I just, I don't know how they do taxes. Yeah. I'm going to be in Cambodia when it's tax season, so <laughs> I don't know what that's going to look like. That's going to be very interesting. I thought about that. Yeah. Um, you just well, got to pay someone to do it for you. Yeah. I don't even know. I think I got to get W-2. Does it count, though? Can I just You got to get your 99 too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I, I have support here now. Yeah. Last year, I wasn't registered with any YWAM base, and this isn't. I don't think it's illegal because I didn't make the the enough amount. Like it's a, if you're if you don't make a certain amount, you don't have to do a tax. Right. 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 So I didn't make that certain amount. So I was. And you were at home for most of the time. Yeah, I was home for like six or about four months back last year. Yeah. But I got a job when I was home, so right. the taxes were fine. 
but I still didn't make enough with support to you know, qualify. But you did a W two though, right? Yeah, yeah, my job, okay. my job, yeah. My well, job. this is definitely probably not super interesting for you guys to listen yeah, to. Yeah, well, you're about taxes. <laughs> taxes. Who doesn't want to talk about taxes in their twenties? That's my favorite thing to talk about, actually. <laughs> Shout out Josh Arredondo. He likes talking about taxes. I got a friend who's an accountant. So me too. That's Josh Arredondo. Oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> David, I don't even, you probably don't even know I have a podcast, but I do, and we're talking about your work. Yep. Shout out David. Shout out Josh. Accountant friends. Alrighty. Well, moving the show along. Yeah. What's been going on in the world? What's happening in your world? We'll do culture in a bit. Wow. We're five minutes in. We don't have a rest My world. In your world. My world's been good. Lots of like crazy things coming up and fun things to consider and pray about. Um, leaving for outreach in like two weeks. That's getting pretty crazy. Everything's coming together. We're like getting the last details about outreach figured out, paying people money for staying places and things like that. You're paying the money already? Yeah. Like, I don't know, over, well, we just waited to. We got to book like houses and stuff like that in advance. Oh, right. Or places we're going to stay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So we're really excited. We're like preparing everything, getting all our like skits and presentations and sermons and stuff like that down. It's pretty cool. Loving it. Team's really excited. You got any like um, strong preachers who like love public speaking on your team? Mm-hmm. No. Well, well, we we have people who don't know they love it yet. Okay, but they're like really good at it. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. have those people. It's like we watch them like practice, and you're just like blown away. Like, oh my gosh, how do you? You have a gift, bro. Like, yeah. you need to be up here all the time. Yeah, it's more like some of them just start speaking, and like when they do public speaking, they go for a lot longer than they were supposed to. I'm like, oh, you're good at this. Yeah, definitely. The first time I ever like did official public speaking, like in church, I call that official because high school presentations aren't real. Right. Um, <laughs> I was at a church youth group and I was supposed to only speak for fifteen minutes, with and there was like a, the audience was like six people. Mm-hmm. It was a very small youth group. Nice. And I was one of the leaders that was there every week, so I knew these people. Like they were mm-hmm. like my own family, and I was supposed to be. I was supposed to speak for fifteen minutes. And was legit up there for five and panicked and like <laughs> the whole time. I was like, I'm gonna die. That's great. And then a few months later, someone came up to me and they looked at me and they said, they were like, it was a prayer night and a worship night. And they're like, mm. you have public speaking in you. Wow. And I was like, I laughed. I was like, no, I don't. And he's like, well, not now, but can I pray for you? I was like, sure, bro, go for it. I didn't nice. say bro because he was like 80. Sure, but bro. <laughs> he prayed for me. And then ever since then, it just hasn't been very difficult. That's awesome. I like the same thing happened for me. The the director of the YOM... Um, you have somebody? No, 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 no. Um, where Bethel is. Uh, where is that? Right. Reading. Of why I'm Reading. Um, spoke in my DTS. And he was like, raise, he like just had a word from the Lord. He was like, raise your hand if you have like a fear of public speaking. And I like kind of raised my hand because I could like public speak. I've been to college and stuff like that. And I wasn't like super afraid of it. I just didn't think I was good at it at all. Yeah. So I raised my hand and he's like, why? He like asked me like why I had that fear. And I was like, I just don't think I'm that good at it. And he was like, the Lord just told me like, you are going to be a great public speaker. And, like, God's going to grow that gift in you. And at the time, like, what had even started growing that gift in me at all? Hmm. Like, or, like, the the desire for that gift at all. And then, like, on my DTS outreach, like, the sermons were all in Thai because we were in Thailand. Yeah. And, like, be in churches. But whenever we'd be in those churches, like, something would just start, like, welling up inside of me. I'd be like, i got to write down a sermon right now for some reason. There you go. And every time we're in church, I'd, like, write a whole sermon. And I'd, like, I'd literally, like, sometimes be like, Lord, like, what do I got to do for you to send me up there right now for me to share this? And then, like, I'd, like, just try to listen to see if, like, he wanted me to go up and share with anybody or anything like that. So it was cool. Um, and now I'm not bad at public speaking. Like, like, the first time 
you were there. The first time I like preached a longer sermon um, was at that youth group that we both went to yeah. in Yosemite. Yeah. And I was supposed to go for 30 minutes and I went for 57. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I remember when we were there, those kids were like, I miss those kids. They're so awesome. Yeah, they're cool. I was ta- we were there, and one of the sermons I was preaching on, I was like telling them, like, if you prefer anything over God, it's an idol, and you need to get rid of it in your life. Mm-hmm. And I told them, like, even a phone can be an idol. Like, I saw, like, a few of the kids, like, eyes go wide, like, wait, <laughs> what? I was like, oh, conviction. That's what <laughs> I, I see. I see conviction in your eyes. <laughs> but yeah, public speaking is, like, one of the... It's the number one fear in the world, I think. Like, well, the second death. is like, yeah, death, and the third is like cancer or something like that. Yeah. People would rather die and get cancer, or get cancer and die before they get asked to public speak. Bro, like, I ask people to let me public speak. Like, <laughs> so funny how it's the opposite. I'm also not afraid of death, though. Well, yeah, that's the hope of Jesus Christ. Who wants? That's the die's game. It's so funny when you have God, like, none of those things are scary. Yeah. I was thinking about that, too. Like, I forgot where I saw it, but they're like, man, Christians are really unstoppable. Like, mm. If you get someone trying to stop Christian, like, hey, stop. We're going to yeah. throw you in prison. It's like, sick. Prison ministry. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, thanks. I'm just saying, my, my people can't leave me. I'm trying to yeah. kill them. I got a captive audience. Literally, captives. <laughs> and then they're like, but we'll kill you. To die is gain. All right. Out there, Jesus. Solitary confinement. Intercession. <laughs> and I'm like, ah! we're going to let you go free and just execute you to this island. To live as Christ. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, what are you going to do? Nothing, dude. I've been really thinking about that. Like, in the last couple of weeks, the last like probably two weeks, like man, Christians are actually unstoppable. Yeah. Like please, like don't actually please don't try me. I'm not. I don't want to like go through the trials right now. But yeah. Later life, try me. Like, <laughs> what are you gonna do to me? I got the hope of Jesus Christ. Got the, yeah. Lord, the Lord is my strength. Through everything, the ups and downs, like keeping Jesus as a plumb line and just yep. serving others around you, like unstoppable. Yeah. Insane. But like a lot of trials that you have gone through. And like, especially going like, outreaches and stuff like that. I know you never had cancer. I'm, I'm thinking about like understand. like being in prison and then like have right. my tongue cut out or something. Like I that. feel like it's not a trial. Like I look forward to like hopefully that happening sometime. That's actually, if you think about it, weirdly stress free because it's like, well, I got shelter. That's I'm adventure. not sure. I don't gotta pay for it. Yeah. Hopefully they give me food. I don't gotta pay for it. Like, yeah. I don't have a, any like requirements for my job. I'm a prisoner. I know. Like, <laughs> this is a Sabbath. This is <laughs> this is what this is. That's so funny. And my favorite thing to do anyways is just to lay down and do nothing sometimes. Like after a long, hard week of work, I love going to the beach and absolutely doing nothing. Yeah. You just lay on the it's beach. It's nice. And so if you're going to throw me in a dirt floor, it's like, oh, sick, sand. <laughs> Got nothing to do. Imagine there's a beach. Yeah. That's so funny. Carissa and I were sitting in lecture today and like some sirens went by and she was like, they're coming for you, Derry. I was like, she's like, you're going to take you to jail. I was like, Good. I can just walk out and listen to podcasts like I already want to all the time. <laughs> Wait, you're telling me you're going to give me free food, free lodging, and a free gym membership? Right. And a community? <laughs> For free? Oh my gosh. Whoa. I saw this thing in New York. This not that nice. This homeless guy robbed a bank for $1 because what? The, the penalty for robbing a bank in New York is jail. Whoa. And he was homeless oh, yeah, and he wanted yeah, to go yeah. to, and it was the winter time, so he's like, I'm just going to go to jail rather than be homeless. <laughs> Give me one dollar. Yeah, it's like what? Like I want to go to jail, dude. <laughs> they won't let what me. What are you robbing with? His poop or something? I like think that? he had a gun. How did he get a so, gun? I don't know. He found a gun. I think he fired it in the store because it's like what? That's a like immediate jail. Like, it's like definite jail. <laughs> so he just like shot it off in the ceiling just to go to jail. And so then, he's like, jail. <laughs> fires the gun. And then and then the police are a little like somebody like okay, I'm guilty. I shot the gun. I also got this dollar. <laughs> 
it's like, see my dollar? You see my dollar? I just I got a dollar. Worked really hard for this, and now I get free housing for the winter. <laughs> He's just a big smile on his face. He's going to jail. Yes, it gets out around summertime. <laughs> and so this makes it a, a yearly thing. A yearly thing. Hey, George, hey, you're, George back. you're back. <laughs> you're not finally gone this time. We'll just give you your dollar. <laughs> He's like, you know, he's like, watch up to the teller. Betty, I'm sorry. You know I have to do it. I'm not actually going to do anything to you. They had earplugs to everybody. <laughs> he has earplugs out. There's a big briefcase of earplugs he hands out to everybody. He's like, guys, I just want to go to jail. <laughs> sorry this has happened. Sorry, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I mean, All right. So what's actually going on in the world then? The world's going pretty crazy. Lots of stuff has been happening from... Kanye to Hong Kong still going crazy. To second trials of impeaching Trump. Oh, yeah. That, too. That's crazy. All the hearings were today, right? There was a second round of hearings. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I haven't been following that at all. I don't think they're going to win, so I haven't been too concerned about it. But if they win, I know... Well, it's not not even like a win thing. It's like they're going through these trials to see if they should try. That's all it is? They're just trying to see if we should impeach him? Yeah, yeah. So it is. So it's it's the pre-impeachment process. So it's like... This is the should we even try to impeach like trial process or the hearing hearings and stuff What a like waste of time. I saw something a statistic that said with the amount of money they've spent on the impeachment process. Was it like forty million dollars so far? Yeah, yeah, forty million dollars. They could have fed and housed a thousand veterans for a year. It's pretty crazy. And we're we're just trying to I had a thought to myself today because I was watching some some interviews about it. Um like I just had a thought go through my mind because I had always been like, why are they even pursuing this? Like Nothing's ever gonna, like, he's not gonna get impeached. That's just kind of dumb. And then, like, I had the first thought today. I was like, oh, that could actually happen. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not like opposed to it because then Mike Pence would be president. Yeah. Not that I. I don't know if he's done anything worthy of being impeached just because like the trial time finished or anything. I like made that. a few people mad. So I college. just don't know. <laughs> so I just don't know. But then Mike Pence would be president. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'm not too. Caught up on that. He'd probably do a way better job than Trump. He's just way more, like, has a lot more Christian values than Trump does. Yeah. I also just innately don't trust anyone in politics, so I'm like, oh, you're in politics and you call yourself a Christian. Mm, mm. Nice cover. <laughs> I, too, like to manipulate people. I see directly through <laughs> <Just kidding>. you. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. But, yeah. I don't, I, mean, I don't think they'll get impeached, but it's possible. Yeah. A cricket just started going. I mostly just really love the tweets that come from it. It's so funny. I actually it's hilarious. Do you watch? Do you actually have Twitter and like follow it up? No, I deleted Twitter like so long ago. I deleted it like a couple weeks ago. It's really. But I really really like Twitter. It's like my favorite social media of all of them. Oh absolutely. really? Uh huh. Because I don't go on social media to like make a lot of stuff. Just because I don't. That's not the kind of art I like to do. Mm-hmm. That's not where I like sharing art. I like sharing art like publicly more. And so I go to social media to consume a lot more and to like get like information on what my friends are doing in their lives and stuff like that. So, I don't know. It's just different. Yeah. Yeah. So part of the joys of having our studio in a, someone else's office is printers randomly go off across the room. <laughs> and start printing. printing stuff, and there's no yeah. one else in here. Well, I'm pretty sure my student's printing something off right now, and he's probably going to come in here and try to get it. Not <laughs> doing a podcast. It's not a big deal. We can just go to him. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to make a little interruption. That's all right. Whatever. Um, and there's, now there's a cricket going off somewhere, like a, something in a fan sounds like it's going off. And it's really strange. Hi, yeah. cricket. Could you stop? We're really sorry about that. That's 
Anyways. That's annoying. Do you know anything about, like, we talked about Hong Kong a little bit ago. Do you yeah. know anything on the updates to that story and stuff like that? So we covered Hong Kong on two different occasions, right? Two? Yeah, we talked about it twice, I think. Okay. We introduced what it was. I was struggling so hard on the word. Introduced what it was. I think we had another update. But I actually recently saw that they started gluing bricks to... Uh, to their uh, cement, like the roads, to one stop yeah, traffic. Wow. They started gluing bricks, so they could, um, uh, what do you call it, stop traffic, and they would be able to. <clears throat> excuse me, my throat. They'd be able to stop the traffic from the police cars and the ro- and the and the forces, and then stop people on the way to work. Oh, as I demonstrations. Saw, I saw like blockades and stuff like that. Yeah. And everybody being like barricaded in colleges and stuff, but I didn't see that. I just saw like a yeah. bunch of these old like it's kind of like houses, like it's two bricks standing up and one going across. But they like they would stack all those along the roads, and then mm-hmm. some of the roads they would glue them, and they Whoa. said it acts as like kind of stopping people from go to from going to work. Huh. And the f- police forces, but also they're like it also acts as like artillery when we're throwing bricks at them. Nice. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is actually insane. For those of you who don't remember, um, the Hong Kong situation is basically China. In Hong Kong are sort of fighting, like not the governments, but Hong Kong, most of its citizens don't want to be a part of China because they're way more religiously free and just governmentally free than China is, right? And they want to be separate from China so they can keep all their freedoms. Um, so they love America. Like they wave American flags all over the place and stuff like that. And But the government in Hong Kong was sort of siding with China on some stuff. And so they just started rioting, and they've been rioting for months now. Yeah. Just, like, destroying so many things. Yeah, their economy's at an all-time low, I'm pretty sure. I saw. Yeah. Excuse me, I and saw so. Um, a lot of people have been barricading themselves inside of um, colleges because hmm. colleges were like kind of a, an agreed upon place where like policemen didn't go. So like they've been doing like huge protests in colleges and barricading themselves in colleges. But then the police like would surround the colleges and not let them leave. Oh, and stuff like that. That's like old war tactics. Yeah, and so basically like there's just a war going on in in Hong Kong where like all the protesters just throw Molotov cocktails and bricks and stuff like that, and the policemen just like pepper spray them and use like water cannons and stuff like that yeah. to like blow people away and stuff it's really interesting the police um killed a couple people recently at one of the protests one of the protests at the college um one dude who was attacking a police officer got shot a couple times and died um and then another guy burned to death i want to say i can't oh remember like it was like a car death? it was like a car crash or something oh i can't remember um but that's Basically, insane. the police released like a statement saying, "Hey, if you guys keep using like weapons against us, like that could possibly kill us, we're gonna start just shooting you and no. like just killing you." And so, a lot of people have been saying like there could be a lot more deaths really soon in Hong Kong because the protesters aren't gonna stop, and like the police are gonna start using like live rounds in the the protesters on the yeah. protesters and stuff. So yeah. you might see a lot more people dying soon. It'd be very interesting. To That's see. really sad. Hopefully, some government, probably America, will step in and be like, hey, actually, if we step in with, if America steps in, we'll start World War III. Cause I'm sure a lot's been happening. China would be pissed. Yeah, They'd China like, get would get out of here. not be happy about that. And then we'll, this might be the beginning of World War III. And you heard it here first. <laughs> Remember that. When <laughs> the whole world's in uproar, Derry and Ethan told you guys first World War III is coming, starting in Hong Kong. <laughs> I don't think so, but we'll find out. We'll find out, yeah. I think you have to do it right. Wait, more, but. I really don't want it to start because I'm going to be in Cambodia. I want to be really close to that <laughs> area. Never mind. Take it back. <laughs> hey, you're pretty close. <laughs> but you probably don't have anything to do with it. Well, the Chinese are influencing Cambodia. Oh, right. But they're right. influencing everywhere. Yeah, that's true. 
Whatever. Yeah. In other news, Kanye in, on our own soil. Yeah. Hey. In our own so-called sphere, they call themselves Christians. Yeah. Um, Joel Osteen um, invited Kanye to his church to come and do like a kind of like a Sunday service that he's been doing. So yeah, Kanye has been going around ever since he became a Christian and putting on these free shows slash concerts slash like church services. Mm-hmm. And he brings like a six hundred person chorus and they rent out this whole like. Like theater, like cathedral area in a lot of places, and they just tell everyone to come out and hang out. And a lot of people want to go and see Kanye, so they go just for that. And then they preach the gospel and all that stuff and tell people to repent. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they did that in Joel Osteen's church, which seats 30,000 people. Dang. So, I'll be back in one second. I need to get water, but keep talking. All right. <laughs> so, Joel Osteen, yeah, had Kanye West out to his house, or not house, his church, and Asked him to do the whole thing, so they did the whole... It's on YouTube, you can find it. Um, I think the actual uh, ministry, uh, what's it called, Lakewood Church, they... What do you call it? Um, they, for some reason, cut out the speaking portion of Kanye's service. Really? So, like, the first, like, 30 minutes is just Kanye's album playing, and then it's the chor- and then it's the musicians and the chorus and spoken word poetry and stuff like that, which is really weird. And then you find a third-party source that was like, "Hey, they took this down, so I'm going to lo- upload what I was th- when I was there." Recorded. And so they upload, and like Kanye's like preaching the gospel. Like he's talking about like, "Hey, you got to be careful. Like, watch out for alcoholism. Don't go to strip clubs. Like, you're going to get trapped in like really? sexual immorality, and like that helps fuel sex trafficking." And he talks about he's like, "There's a reason they call it alcohol spirits." And it's like he's talking about like his church. Um, he said his song "Close on Sunday" is the hardest song ever in history. Because it's telling people to protect their do- their daughters and stuff like that, and like not let oh. them be on Instagram and, and like get them off of, and stuff like that. He also called himself the greatest rapper alive. Yeah, he's like he's like the devil done got all the best rappers, all the best musicians, <laughs> all the best producers. I'm like, bro, you're roasting CHH so hard right now. Like, <laughs> is just like fuming. And, and, That's so funny. Well, a great artist, but then he's like he's like, but now he's like. God's got the greatest rapper he ever created working for him. And I'm like, or something like that. I was like, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> Grace, because he have been saved for less than six months. But, like, what just happened? <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of really good stuff from Kanye since, like, his proclaimed, like, change. But I've also seen a lot of, like, warning signs at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, I was listening to um, part of his Sunday service at Joel Seems Church where he talks about how he got saved before his Life of Pablo album, which was, like, 2015. Yeah. I never listened to it. I don't remember when it came out. But, like, that's when he said he got saved. It was, like, okay. he got right after he saved back then. And his, like, Life of Pablo album was, like, a gospel album. They're supposed like, to be. They, yeah, that Christians just didn't understand. And, like, my dude, that definitely wasn't a gospel well, album. I thought he was saying that it was a gospel album or he thought it was supposed to be a gospel yeah, album. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, he was, like, it was meant to be a gospel album. I, I'm pretty sure – I could be wrong, but I think I, he was saying, like – Something like, um, he's like, I think the Christians around me just were trapped in society and weren't bold enough to speak up. He's like, I thought it was a gospel album, but now I realize it's not. Yeah. And something like that. Like, he was just like, oh, Interesting. this is not what I thought it was. Yeah. We'll see what happens. He seems to be solid so far. I haven't heard him, like, preaching, like, love of money and, like, prosperity gospel. He's preaching yet. against it, bro. Yeah. He's, like, of that. he's like, he's like, the devil had me in his snare chasing money, chasing cars and fame. He's like, but none of that is worth it. He's like, that doesn't matter. He's like, the only matters is Jesus. He's like, he's like, we always try to impress these superstars, but really, he's like, Jesus is the only superstar out there. It's awesome. And I'm like, come on, Kanye. Yeah. Bro, My I brother. just want to see all the collabs that are going to happen. Hopefully. I'm really excited. 
Oh, I want him and like chance to happen. No big deal. I want no big deal. I want Lecrae. All those things. I just want him to get involved in the whole community. Yeah. It'll be cool. Lecrae I, signs Kanye. <laughs> I very strongly doubt he will do that. Oh yeah. I don't think he'll do anything with any of the Christian rappers. Um, I think he could do so with other people. I've seen some news about him and Dr. Dre making, oh, yeah, making can, a um, part two yeah. to uh, Jesus' Lord. I did see him. that. Interesting. I didn't know Dr. Dre was a Christian. I didn't even know he was still in music. Yeah. I wouldn't have been surprised well, if, if you Dr. told me he was Dre dead. And <laughs> if you said, oh, Dr. Dre's dead, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I don't think Dr. Dre's dead. <laughs> He's not. I just wouldn't be surprised because I just don't hear about him. Not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be so crazy if Dr. Dre and Kanye dropped a part two of the album. Mm. Wouldn't that be crazy? Oh my gosh. It'd be wild. Uh, yeah, I would love it. It'd be crazy. I just want to hear like features. Like I want to hear Chance the Rapper on there. Ooh. And Chance. then I want to see like this being like a movement to save all of these other Christian or these other rappers and like they would start being Christian too. Yeah. Get logic saved? Oh my god. That'd be crazy. I don't think he'll do that, but Yeah, he always talks about how he's he always blasphemes in his music. Yeah. So But really cool. But so Kanye maybe. He called himself Jesus and Yeah. And called himself God at one point. Yeah. Yes, he did. <laughs> but, hey, it's all right. Kanye, we got hope for you. We're praying for you. One day we're going to be in heaven together. I'm going to rap with you. Maybe. Yeah, hopefully. Unless you're Calvinist, then you are making it. <laughs> <laughs> I meant more rapping, but... <laughs> Not the salvation part. <laughs> it's always fun to mess with people. They're like, all right, see you later. I'm like, yeah, see you at the resurrection. And then right, like right as everyone walks away, you're like, hopefully. hopefully. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, what? I don't know, bro. You could, you could not make it. They're far enough away. Like, you're not facing them. Hopefully, they're like, wait a second. You guys said to someone. They're like, what do you mean? I was like, I don't know. Like, wait, are you scared? You're not gonna make it because, because I'm not. I'm not. I got. I believe in perseverance of the saints. Yeah. I, I got that part covered. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good topic. Once saved and versus once saved, always saved, or can you lose your salvation? We'll talk about it soon. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a lot killer. That'd be a long episode. Yeah, well, there's so many Bible verses that go both ways. If you read them in a yes, certain context, really you want are. them to. You want them to because like Hebrews talks about like ifs and there's a lot of things like Paul says about if if if. Let's talk about right now. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So just hijack it's just such a good topic, but it yeah, you could prove either or you can't prove. You give a lot of evidence for both sides. Yeah. Very easily. So we yeah. could we could talk about it for a long time. Do you wanna say what you believe right now or you wanna save it? I wanna save it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. I have many opinions. You're just not sure where you stand yet. Like, no, I am. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to talk about it because I want to save that for another episode. Fair enough, fair enough. Surprise. All right. So getting in, should we move on? we got more stuff for culture. I don't... No, yeah, we can move on. All right. Whatever you want to do. Well, do we have stuff for culture? More nope. more possible topics? Nope. Yeah. Oh, clarification on last week's episode. We, uh, well, I messed up. I said the person John MacArthur called out was someone else. And it turns out it was Beth Moore, mm-hmm. I think. Whoever I said it was the wrong person. That white lady? Yeah. Not, she's not white, but well, her last name's white. Oh, yeah. Well, they're both white women, but yeah. Right. Yeah, so I was wrong about who John MacArthur called out. But he did call out someone, and it's been a lot of... It's been a really controversial in the Christian world because yes. of that. Yeah, Kanye coming out as a Christian, making a gospel album, preaching repentance, and John MacArthur getting mad, everyone mad. There's so much, like, controversy in the Christian world right now. It's crazy. 
It's kind of scary because I'm pretty sure the Bible talks about how in the end days everyone will become offended. Yeah. And it's like, oh, wow, look around. Yeah. But it's also, everyone's been thinking that in the end days for the, since yeah. Jesus left. There's like two giant camps right now. Like all of the like more, I don't know what to like label them because I don't want to label just like Calvinist or conservative reform. reformers. Yeah, but like it's such a hard box to put them in too because there are so many people who consider themselves in both of those categories that wouldn't agree with them. So it's, right. just, it's just hard. There's like one group that is more conservative and more reformed than mm-hmm. the other group that is much more like cessationist based yeah. and like word of God based and like trusting the word of God and all that kind of stuff, which is amazing, right? Yeah. Um, well, we're not cessationist, but yeah, trust the yeah, word of yeah, God yeah, 100. Yeah, yeah, um, But like that's like the camp they die on, the hell they die on, right? And so that's like their position. And then that whole like group is fighting with all of the more like charismatic, like the progressive Todd Whites, yeah, the progressive the Todd Whites, so the Bethelites, yeah, the it's very, on. it's very interesting. There's like a war going on right now between like both of these camps over like social media and everybody like that agrees with one side will be just attacking the other side, and like in the name of like grace and like love and stuff like that, yeah, and then it's like, like the other side attacks the other side in the name of like calling out false teachers and stuff like that. It's so funny because it's the exact same thing. Like it's, it's it starts with the more conservative side, calling out people that they think are teaching a false gospel, right? Yeah. And that's, like, the beginning of it. It's been going on for, like, two or three years. And then the response of the people who don't think it's a false gospel is, in the name of love and acceptance and stuff like that, just condemn the people who are calling them out for false teaching, doing the exact same thing that the people who are calling people out for yeah. false teaching are doing and not helping any of the problem. It's, it's, like the, it's, it's really like, funny. It's like the Christian version of politics. It's so funny. It's like, it I, get, I really get annoyed because I'm like, look, you have to, yes, call out false teachers, but you have to have so much overwhelming evidence that they're a false teacher to label that because that's such a yeah. strong thing. Because then you're saying they're going to hell and all yep. their teaching is her- heretical. Yep. Like it's it's really big, 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 big title yeah. to say someone's a heretic. Yeah. So it's like... Large. Yeah. Large title. It's like, Huge. oh my gosh. Like you, like you have to have substantial evidence to say that. And then if people are going to get upset, and then also, like, where's the promoting of, like, like the whole, I get both, right? Because I love biblical, like, doctrinal, like, let's stick to the Bible completely. But I grew up in the charismatic, so I understand, like, the, hey, like, we can allow this. I'm pretty sure you're more charismatic also than, you than like, the extreme, uh, like, Calvinist, I guess we could call them. Sure. And it's, like, Not you're, super charismatic. you're less charismatic than me. but Probably. Yeah. And so it's, like, growing up on both sides, it's like, okay, yeah, like... Little, you're getting a little bit wacky with their teachings, but I don't want to call you a false. Teacher. I don't want to really get wacky with their teachings, but like they can do some weird stuff, like in worship. Yeah, like I'm not gonna say that. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's like they're both camps are wrong, but both camps you want to have grace, but you want to have truth as well. Wait, what do you mean both camps are wrong? Like it's wrong for the people to say to point out everyone like you're a false teacher, you're a false oh, teacher, you're a false yeah, teacher, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's wrong for the other people to be like responding with like hate and whatnot yeah. and saying like. We just accept everybody, like ultra progressive Christians. It's like ah, you can't be ultra progressive, but you also can't be ultra conservative. Like it's yeah. just like politics; you can't be ultra progressive or conservative. Yeah, there's a happy medium, and that's where you find us because we're so liberal on other topics. Yeah, like swearing, and we're so extreme on other topics, like Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's so funny. I just have this thought: like, I feel like in 2017, like, just everybody in the Christian world figured out that like Facebook they could use to just call out everybody they don't like in other religions and just say whatever they wanted and they like just discovered it like oh I can just like I can call these people out that I don't like what and they start just like 
hammering on all these like people they don't agree with, and then everybody else on the other side is like, wait, you can't do that. And they start like getting mad and hammering back, and now there's just this war. But like, it, I feel like it went from like nothing to just everything all of a sudden. It's all the Karens, bro. It's it was all really the strange. Karens. Dang it, Karen. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, everyone wants their voice heard. I what I find very ironic is when people are like, no, stop arguing on Facebook, and then they start arguing, and the people argue on I Facebook and telling them not to argue on Facebook. I'm like, you're also. It's like when people are being loud and you're yelling to be quiet. It's like you're now. Part of the problem. It honestly makes me giggle. Yeah. And it's like, I shake my head. I'm like, bro, SMH that out of here. Sometimes I giggle. I saw, there's a recent meme, meme news. Ooh. That could be a whole spiel for our younger audience. Probably shouldn't. <laughs> the OK Boomer, have you seen this? Dude, that's such an old meme. It's not, it's like old by like a week, bro. No. No. It got to, it trickled down to Instagram a week no, ago. No, no, I don't go on a Reddit, no, no, no. That, that meme's at least three weeks old. Three, you think it's three weeks? At least three weeks. Bro, anyways. I think it's hilarious, but I also think it does say something about our culture and how we're not really caring about what the older generation has to say. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really funny, like, okay, boomer, like, get out of here. <laughs> but it's like, man, they got wisdom too. Like, we need, to, we need to, like, listen to these people. Yeah, yeah. And so, interesting. Yeah. Three weeks. It's a really funny way, though. It's so funny. It's very funny. So, I think when I was texting my little brother, and he's like, okay, boomer, I was like, <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> like, my, Bro. St- my student said it to me, I was like, I'm four years You're older than 18. you. I was like, bro, what? You're 20. I was like, or 19. One of the two. Dude, like, I'm 23. I'm not like, a boomer. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> bro, I'm not even a millennial. I'm just a Zen. I'm, I was like, I'm on the edge of Gen Z. I like know. You. Like, I'm on the border of your generation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anybody don't like just to come back? <laughs> okay, boomer. So funny. I think it's so hilarious, bad. especially the videos of people doing it. Like, there's videos of like oh, no. parents talking to their kids or something, and they'll just be like, "Okay, boomer," and they're like, "You can't just say that." And they're like, "Okay, boomer," and like they just keep saying, it's "Okay, so boomer," terrible. over and over. I know, I know. And like the the like adult just keeps getting more mad and more mad and more mad. But, like they can't say anything yeah. because they just keep responding with "Okay, boomer." Right. It's so funny. That's what. That's what. It's terrible to disrespect your parents, yeah. but I think it's hilarious. That's why you got to spank your kids. All right. Yeah, that's it. Kill them, do it. When you that. give everyone a trophy and don't spank your kids, you get kids who say, "Okay, boomer," with yep. no 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 fear of getting hurt. You don't you don't spank them the second time they say it. Like as soon as you hear "Okay, boomer" come out of their mouth, you just no words, just look straight at them, grab them, take them out of the room. Okay, boomer, say one more time. I'm gonna get the wooden spoon. I'll, I'll spank a 15 year old. I don't care. <laughs> one time I was like arguing with my dad, not arguing. My dad was telling me what's up, what's what, and I was unhappy with it. Nice. So. I was, I was in the wrong. I was arguing. I was in the wrong. I was arguing in my head. Yeah. I was thinking, I'm going to get him. And I was mad. And he's like, Ethan, don't make me come. Like, so calm. He's working. He's like, don't make me come unglued from my seat. <laughs> and I was like, okay, boomer. I don't even know. <laughs> no. I was like, I don't even know what that means, bro. I was like, yes, sir. Sorry, sir. I'm going to go do my, everything you told me to. Like, I don't even want to see what that looks like. That's so funny. Like, oh my gosh. Come unglued from my seat. It's probably one of the most BA sayings I've heard in a long time. Yeah, like it's crazy. Well, it's just so calm, like so, like what is that? I've never heard that. Like, what confidence do you possess that you just throw that out there? Maybe that's just me, but yeah. Love you, Dad. All right. Okay. Anything else you want to talk about about the the war in Christianity right now? The civil um, war happening. How do we solve it? How do we solve this um, Christian war? Same way Crusaders did. Kill all of them. <laughs> <laughs> mass casualties. No. How do we solve the Christian Civil War? (laughs) Three Karens? 
I think really. I don't we, know if there's one way, but yeah. just like any ideas. Well, we need to have the mind of Christ and give tolerance and love towards each other. Like there's one, like Paul says, as much as it depends on you, live at peace with all men. Mm-hmm. Talks about tolerate one another. And I like how that he says tolerate. It's not like you don't have to get along. You just tolerate each other. Just love each other. Mm-hmm. You know, and everyone not, not preaching their convictions, like preach what the Bible says. And then if anything falls outside of that, have a conversation about it. But when people preach their convictions, like one time Todd White, I was watching mm-hmm. one of the sermons. I forgot what he said, but he said, yada, yada, yada. He's like and anything outside. What was that? I said, I like Todd White's the king. I'm preaching his convictions. Oh, yeah. And he's like, yada, yada, yada. And anything outside of that is sin. And I was like, yo, anything? Bro, you're wrong. I don't even know what you said, but anything, bro? Are you kidding me? You can't say that. It was dude. like, you can't do that. No, like, sin is yeah. like, let's look at the Bible. Sin is when you do wrong and you know to do right. Yep. Sin is anytime you do something that violates your consciousness, which is like, you're not sure. Like, I don't have a tattoo because I'm not sure where I stand on it. Mm-hmm. And if I got a tattoo in my unsurety, it'd be sin because I'm not sure. Yeah. So I was like, that's why it's wrong. And sin is breaking God's law. I was like, that's it. That's like the three that I can come up with, that I can think of right now. Mm-hmm. They're like wrong. But it's like, if you're going to say anything outside of whatever you just said, it's sin. Like, you must, you make, better make sure you're accurate. Because that's, yeah. that's a heavy thing to I say. I feel like Todd White's the king, not to like rag on Todd White. I think he's cool sometimes. King of faking healings? Or? No. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes the king of faking healings. But no, I feel like he's... Uh, the king of getting passionate and saying things that aren't true. When he has sound theology most of the time, I think. <laughs> well, but, yes. but like when he just gets passionate about stuff, I think he just says things that, like he, he says sweeping statements that yeah. aren't necessarily true. Like it's that. like saying every Republican's a racist. It's like, right. wait, everyone? All of them do? That's what we should get rid of all Republicans then. Yeah. And that's their logic. That's what they want. Kill them all, kill them but all. But it's like, well, you can't just throw blanket statements around. Like you got to have facts. Yeah. Like, people say, like, crazy things. Like, well, I think if Christians do this, they're sinning. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, tattoos, right? So yeah. So it's like, like, getting tattoos is sin. I'm like, whoa, whoa. You think getting tattoos worthy of eternal damnation and hell? Mm-hmm. That's what you just said. I, like, had well, a conversation. That's a cool conviction you got there. I'm like, that's a, that's huge. Like, you better really have your Bible verses back. And I'm open to hear you out because yeah. I don't know where I stand on it right now. I probably would lean that it's not, not a sin. Yeah. But it's like, you better, if you think it's worthy of hell, you've got to really understand why. Like, yeah. You can't just throw that around. Like, that's not, yeah. That's like waving a shotgun about the safety of, like, oh, look what I got. It's like, yeah. oh, man, what are you doing? It's a cool opinion you got there. Where'd you get it out there, bud? <laughs> it's a cool opinion. Can you prove it? Please try. I have feelings. I have feelings. I have feelings about it. Oh, also, recently, I think it was yesterday or today. I don't know because I didn't know it existed. I think it was yesterday. International Men's Mental Health Health Awareness Day or something like that. Oh, cool. International Men's Day, like, just raising awareness about mental health and... Why well, not how many people knew about that? No one. Not many. I found out from a girl's story. Oh. I'm a dude. I was like, oh, look at that. Cool. People care about us. Yeah. It's about time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going back to our last thing we're talking about. I feel like mm, some of the solution to this problem is mostly just people chilling out. And realizing, like, all the people who are more conservative, realizing, like, what actual, like, false teaching is and what mm-hmm. actual heresy is and stuff like that. And then, like, what just a different denomination believing is and stuff like that. And also, the thing that pisses me off a lot is the people that are supposed to be full of love that, like, just, just, I, I hate generalizing people like this. But, like, <laughs> but, like the people just who like about cessationists. Right, like the more Todd Whitey people always yeah. claim to like be doing stuff out of love more than like the cessationists are, and they always like put the hate on them for some reason. Mm-hmm. 
and that's like their opinion just because they they preach about a different side of um, preaching and the gospel mm-hmm. and stuff like that than the other people do. They more focus on like the cross and then the more lovely people like Todd White's more focused on the kingdom, which are both part of the gospel. Yeah. Um, I think it's so funny, like when they clap back at like the more uh, conservative people and like it's just so not out of love. And so like, I'm trying to think of the words like I want to use, like they hate on them so much for being cessationists. And they just like pick that one thing and they're like, everything you say isn't valid because you're a cessationist. And yeah. I think you're a terrible person because mm-hmm. you believe that. And like, bro, like you're being an idiot right now in saying <laughs> that. Like you're you're being way worse than this person is. Like you're literally yeah. just singling out for one belief that they have and like saying nothing else matters that they say because they just don't believe that the Holy Spirit gives like the gifts of healing and stuff like that anymore. Right. Like who cares? Like as long as they still love Jesus, like they're still saved, they still believe in the gospel and they're still preaching the gospel, like probably leading more people to Jesus than you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I love, like, um, there's a guy I listen to, John Mark Comer. Love the dude. Absolutely amazing. Nothing bad to say about him. And then there's John Piper, who I listen to. Love the dude. He's super Calvinist. He's probably the most Calvinist person. He's the person. Calvinist. He's the Calvinist. Do you think yeah. John MacArthur is a Calvinist? No. <laughs> John MacArthur is like, like, John Piper's like nice John MacArthur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, John Piper exhibits love of Jesus and love of God and love to God in such a raw and real way. And I'm like, dude, I love this guy. But the the other guy, John Mark Comer, has said, like, he's like, I don't agree with him at all on a lot of things. But he, yeah. like, says on the stage, he's like, love the dude. Like, he's got some smart, like, great things. Yeah. But he's like, I don't agree with him at all. He started a whole seminary. Yeah. John MacArthur. John MacArthur. I was talking yeah. about uh, John Piper still. Oh, yeah. Of but yeah, John Piper, like, super Calvinist dude. But the other guy was like, yeah, I don't agree with him. But he's got a lot of great teachings, though. Oh my gosh, I've been so I've learned so much about loving God and having yeah. joy as a Christian from John Piper. It's insane. Yeah, people, I almost became a Calvinist just because of him. People love to hate on him just because like he believes one thing they disagree with. Yeah, it's so strange. It's such a small thing too, like predestination and like free will is such a small part of what I, we believe, and but people make such a big like deal about it. I just found out the solution. Not. Not, not doing anything about it? No. The Calvinist recognizing that everyone's predestined for whatever they're doing, so they can't be mad about it. Hey. Like, like <laughs> this person saying this and being a false teacher, like, by your doctrine, it's God's will, so you should just let it happen. Yeah. Because if you're stopping it, now you're stopping God's will, and now you're against God and sin. Yep. And so there you go. It's very interesting. <laughs> That's, there's that. All right, we I'm, should stop talking about this large war and get to, like, what we actually want to talk about all today. Right. So today's topic, um, or tonight's topic, whatever. I don't know that we should have talked about a better to- like topic name. A topic we title. This podcast. We don't have a topic title. Yeah. I think I said something walking up from the house. What I say? Um, cultural Christianity question mark. Yeah, stuff like that. Cultural like, Christianity is this? Oh, is this Christian? Yeah. Is that Christian? So we want to talk about things that are usually perceived to be Christian or okay, or usually perceived to be not Christian and not okay. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? And we want to talk about like if they actually are not okay, or if they are okay, or if it's actually Christian, or if it's not actually Christian, if it's like more tradition, or like stuff like that. Does that make sense? So yeah. really examining what we believe and seeing if it's a tradition, or if it's something we've just like traditionally thought was bad or good, and like really dive into it and see what the Bible says about them. Right? 100. 100. Okay. Money. Is there anyone you want to talk about first on our list of things to talk about? Anyone I want to talk about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love gossip. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Anyone on the list that you want to talk about first? I five or six things. Yeah, let's talk about ooh communion. Yeah, that's a that seems like a nice emotionally not triggering one to get into. Let's do it. All right, communion. So, just explaining kind of what communion is. If there's any non-Christians like listening, usually what communion would consist of if you came to church today is there would be during worship at the front of the church, like at the end, like when there's worship. Yeah, you pass or you just say, okay, in the front there'll be a communion, and you can come to the front, and there'll be like a basket, and there'll either be like a wafer or a cracker or some bread or something like that, and there is a large division on how the next part goes, but basically either you'll dip the cracker in the juice or wine, depending on what denomination you're a part of, um, and then eat it, or you'll take a sip of wine or juice and then also eat the cracker separately. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a really big deal for some people. Really? Um, yeah, I'll explain it later. Okay. In okay. a second. Yeah. It's very strange. <laughs> I didn't think it was a big deal. Everyone's like, it's like one of those things that people are fighting about. You're like, wait, you guys care about this? Stuff? Yeah. What in the it's world? so funny. But it's a big deal for some people. I can see why. It's fine. Okay. But anyways. Um, so that's like what you'd experience it as today, right? But when Jesus talks about it, right, he's um, having a meal with his disciples in the upper room. And like Judas is about to betray him. All this kind of stuff is going on. And... He says, like, eat this in remembrance of me, right? Mm-hmm. And he's just having a meal with his disciples, his buddies, and now we call it communion and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So what do you think? Do you think it's the way we do it now, like where you do it at church and you just have a wafer and a cracker? Is yeah. the only way to do it? Like that tradition we've created is like the way to do communion? Or do you think there are other ways that we can do it that are fine? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. do we have to do it this way so I come and talk to us? Or maybe we don't have to dip the cracker in the, in the juice. Maybe, maybe we have some something else. Here's the truth. What do you think? This is this is the truth. This is the, the truth. truth. The truth. Tell me the truth. What we do now in church is, is not even close to how the Bible did it. So why would anyone say you have... Do people actually believe that? Of course. Okay, so people actually believe, apparently, that the only way you can do communion is how we do it in our church in America. That's the one of the most closed-minded things I've heard in a while. And if that's what you believe, please help me find it. Yeah, yeah. Don't be offended, I guess, because that's that's sin on your part. <laughs> no, no, I was teasing. Um, but no, it's like look, Jesus didn't do that. Jesus didn't. Yeah, like rip a little a tiny part. He, like he, well, he took. He like took a little bit. Probably the funniest thing to, to see Jesus in church today, just like waiting in line to get <laughs> or just going. He's like trying to make eye contact with anybody like, on the side. He's like, and he walks back to his seat, like, and everybody's watching him walk back to his seat. And he's like keeping his eyes down so no one looks at him. He's like, what is happening? So yeah, no, it's not. If it's not done the way we do it in the Bible, then it's not the only way to do it. Like you can't take something that was on the Bible, change it, and say now it has to be this way. Yeah, right? that's totally wrong. Yeah, and so there's not a problem doing it. It's more about the heart thing, like recognizing Jesus and his his cross and 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 the forgiveness of sins and that his body was broken, his blood was spilled. It's about more the heart posture when doing it. I would prefer we didn't dip it in wine or juice. Because I don't like my soggy bread. I just, mm. that's like, I get it, I'm like, oh my gosh, mm. Jesus, I'm laying, I'm picking up my cross, mm. I'm eating the soggy bread. There's something so much better about like drinking out of a cup. Yeah. Too. And well, actually, I never, did you ever do the little shot glasses? Yeah, yeah, I don't like that. But so in the church I was at before I came to YWAM, they did the shot glasses, juice, and then it was like a little plastic lining over the juice. Mm. And then it was the wafer, and then plastic lining over the wafer. So they gave you one, it was like all encompassing, mm. like communion thing. I thought, this is. This is pretty. This is pretty snazzy. Yeah, I always like sawed it down and made it look like a 
like a margarita or whatever you call it. Oh yeah. Like, so tip it on the side of you waiting. What if um, if that's not the only way to do communion, right? Like in church with the the very organized way we do it. Yeah. What are acceptable ways to do communion besides that? Um, if you want to get together with your friends during the week and you just like have a little maybe Bible study or house church or small group, whatever it is that you want to call it, but you get together and you like love Jesus, like worship Jesus together, you like do life together and include Jesus in that. Mm-hmm. And in that you have a whole meal together. Mm-hmm. You can incorporate that in part of the meal, like, hey, before we do this meal, we want to recognize that we have bread and wine or juice, whatever, like and we just want to take time before we start this meal to really thank God mm-hmm. for the cross and, and the life he's given us with each other and mm-hmm. with him. And I think that'd be like I would I've never done it myself. I've never done communion that way, but that sounds like so much fun. Do you think you can have communion at any meal you eat? I didn't think so. Jesus said as often as you do it, he's going to say you have to do it at a certain time. Yeah, I agree. You can have communion, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I the think- only problem with that is it might become numb. You might become numb to the significance of it yeah. if you do it all the time. And that's just with anything. You listen, you love mm-hmm. a song, you listen to a song all the time, you're not going to like the song anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're totally wrong, but I'm pretty sure I agree with you that like you could just do communion in any meal as long as you're taking time to remember what Jesus did for you on the cross, remembering that's his body and his blood um, that was poured out for you and that was sacrificed, and now you get to remember it in the meals mm-hmm. you eat. Um, the thing I do think is important, though, is I don't think you can... I could be wrong, but I don't think you could necessarily do communion by yourself. I think you have mm-hmm. to do it with people because mm-hmm. Jesus did it with his closest friends, his disciples, right? And it's called communion, which for the life of me, I'm forgetting if that's... I don't think that's a biblical reference. I think communion is a word maybe we've made up. Communion? I don't know. I don't That's something I actually don't know. I look up origin. I'm not sure. Yeah, I have to look up the actual word. Because I know it is in some translations, but I don't know if the actual word communion is from the Greek or not. Um, but communion like, is just a community thing, right? It's like com- community communion. Yeah. Right? It, it, the word, it's a Latin word. It's the word a Latin word. doesn't fully mean community, but it talks about community. So you have to do this in community in remembrance of him, right? So it'd be cool, like a tradition to start. Like maybe if you didn't want to take um, communion in church, if like you just wanted to eat every time after church on Sunday with all your friends, and like before you all ate your food, like you're like you blessed it and you counted it as your communion, and you together all remembered what Jesus did on the cross for you. Yeah, be pretty cool. Here's a question. Does communion have to be bread and wine slash grape juice? No, because before I have my before I had my current opinion on Christmas, mm. I was one time asking the church staff because I was on like leadership there. I was like, guys, I was like, what if for Christmas service we did communion with wait for it cookies and milk? <laughs> and everyone laughed I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. And they're like, oh, but the traditional people in the church wouldn't love that. That's why. And I was like, well, so. So who cares? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think right now, but I don't think it has to be some sort of like... Well, if it had to be wine, then all the yeah, churches would be sinning yeah, because it's we're doing juice. juice. It's completely different than wine. And also, the bread we eat is completely different than the bread that they mm-hmm. eat, right? Ours has gluten. Yeah, freaking gluten. gluten. So, I would say you can do it with any meal. The point is not like the thing you eat. The point is remembering what Jesus did, right? Yeah. And having communion. It's a somber moment. I think it's the right word. Somber. Somber. Yeah. It's like a holy moment. I recently, so like, it used to be in the church. It's a joyful like, moment, too. Yeah, but it's like, for me, it's always recognized, like, oh my gosh, God, like, you really did that. Like, you really did all that for humanity who's, when we killed you? 
Yeah. And I was like blown away. I'm like undone before God. But when I was a kid, it wasn't like this. It was just like a re- religious thing, I guess you could call it. Because we'd sit there, they'd play the worship song about how the rose was trampled in the dirt mm. or whatever. It was like every time they did it, it was like that. Wow. And then they gave a long talk about, like, they read the Bible verse and talked about it. And as a kid, I just didn't understand the significance. Right. I was like, okay, I want to eat this freaking thing. It's just <laughs> awesome. Bro, just let me eat it. Come on. I just want to pretend I'm taking a shot. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I just like so nervous. And I'd also be shaking because I had this incredible anxiety. I thought I was going to spill it. Like, this unrealistic oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. fear of, like, oh, dude, let's hurry it up. I don't want to spill this thing. Bro. <laughs> and so, but then I was at a church and they're like, hey, we're not going to go through anything and we're going to talk about what it is but like you come up on your own you get it and like just take time for yourself and like yeah and when I did that like the, I walked by my like it was the whole church doing it but I was off by myself just like thinking about it and I was like wow that was like the most holy like communion I think I've ever had like the, when it's like that when I'm like sitting there the whole church is doing it but I'm like really intentionally recognizing and picturing Jesus on the cross mm-hmm. I'm like man that's heavy that's yeah. good yeah so, if you think we're wrong, or you have some other verses that will contradict, or opinions, anything like that, please humbly rebuke us, and message us, us bro. message us on, on all platforms, and we'd love to talk to you about it, or have your insights, and just get to know what you think. You may receive, if you say that we're wrong, you may receive a reply that says, okay, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we're replying to the next five people who talk to us, okay, boomer. <laughs> Hey, you guys are wrong about this. Actually, the scripture says this and this. Okay, oh, okay, boomer. boomer. <laughs> what if? Okay, this is deep. You have to be a fan of the podcast to get this. But what if you, we replied, "Okay, boomer," and they replied back to us with the SpongeBob, "No, okay, boomer." Okay, boomer. <laughs> fan of the like that's like they'd be our biggest fan easily. I'd be like, "All right, you won. You got it. We're gonna make you a shirt. And we're gonna send it to you. <laughs> biggest fan." That's so funny. I'd be. I would be dying. I want to meet them. But if I didn't already know you, I'd like want to shake your hand and be like, can you come on the show? Okay, wait. There are some people that are listening to our show. Some that were from Nicaragua. And there's one person from Russia. um, And just some other countries. Cambodia, Philippines. um, A lot of other really cool places. So we have a lot of listeners that we actually don't know. Um, And so we just want to shout out to y'all. You guys are super cool. We love you. And we'd love to hear from you. So follow us on Instagram and Facebook. In all those places, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and leave us a review or message us. We'd love to hear from you and hear what you think. Heck yeah. Thanks, guys. Yep. You're awesome. Um, okay, so new, moving on to the next topic. I want to get into it. It's a big topic in yeah. the Christian world. This is a little bit more emotionally triggering. Okay. Yoga. Oh. I don't think it's emotionally triggering, but... You don't think so? I know people who get upset when I tell them I don't think they should do it. Really? Yeah. Like, wait, why? And I'm like, well, now you're upset. Okay, let's hear your full thoughts on it and your definitions specifically okay. for things. Um, because I will disagree with you, but not on certain things yeah. about it. Yeah, okay, so here's the thing. I don't know what you would mean by, like, define yoga. I don't know. Religious stretching, I guess I would say. And the reason... Want me to explain First. Like the actual definition of yoga? Because I was going to give the whole history back everything about Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you can go if you want. No, you you do your explanation, then I'll ask Okay, okay. So, I actually didn't really have super strong opinions on yoga up until recently. I was... Someone talked about chakras and energies. Chakras, dude. Whatever, yeah. Chakras. I I don't know. I'm not Hindu. Are you, like, playing hopscotch? You need to draw on the side of the road (laughs) using your your chakras? (laughs) (laughs) Bro, my blue blue chakra broke. I need some some blue chakras. Um... (laughs) 
Shocker. So I was just doing research on this one thing, and then it ended up going to yoga, explaining yoga, and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't think I think Christians should do this. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I don't think Christians should do this. And that's what happened. So I accidentally formulated this opinion. Bro, I think you need to just open up your mind chakra a little more. Okay, dude. Don't even <laughs> get in that demonic witchcraft stuff to me. Go listen to our last episode. Bro, it's anime. It's not witchcraft. It's <laughs> Or you seen Naruto? Yeah, I know. That's what I'm talking about. Really? I just took a shot in the dark. Yeah, I, was like, I don't Naruto. watch anime. I'm an adult. All right. Keep going. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm an adult. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to get that. Um, so, I think yoga, um, if I'm correct, yoga started 5,000 years ago in the Hindu world. And Wait, the whole, really? Yeah. Wow. The whole reason yoga was, I think, they were meditative stances to as like the the stances themselves were symbols of worship to their gods and emulated gods and like imitated the stances of gods and stuff like that and the whole purpose of yoga and everything about it was meditate was to clear your mind of all desire of all thought of all everything to, to stop mm-hmm. and focus on your energies your, your chakras apparently they're called and lining up your chakras from the there's like seven energies down your spine they believe and they want to line right, up right. from your top to the to the base and if you line them up and you meditate correctly and do the yoga correctly apparently you'll wake up what they call the kundalini spirit and the kundalini spirit is the is a is a snake spirit it's a serpent spirit mm-hmm. which is that as soon as I figure out it's a serpent spirit a red flag goes off in my mind because biblically but yeah biblically. And um, snakes are always a symbol of evil or not always, deceiver. but usually. Except for when Moses maybe raised up the golden serpent and people got healed, and it's supposed to. Also, it when it talks about being a shrewd servants, right? Sure, well, shrewd thing. They're shrewd. Yeah. So it gives examples of the snakes being. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, but the main evil guy in the Bible, Satan. Yeah. It was the first introduced as a serpent. As a serpent, right? So it's immediately like, okay, this is. And obviously not a Christian religious and religion, and they're trying to wake up. Wait, the Hinduism is not Christian. Huh? Well, it's a bro, if you talk to some other people, they won't we call those universalists. They're also not Christians. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I just see this thing like started five thousand years ago for the purpose of worshiping their some of their millions of gods mm-hmm. in order to achieve enlightenment by aligning their energies and whatnot. And I've heard of, like, this one New Age guy, I think I talked about him last week, he became a Christian, and he talks about yoga, and it's like, he's like, yeah, no, Christians should do yoga. I think he's an authority in the realm, that's why I quoted mm-hmm. him. But also the guy, like, there's a guy, I forget his name, I tried finding it, I tried doing research, but he runs one of the top, like, New age websites and, like, yoga instructors in America and Western yoga, and he talks about, he's like, hey, he's like, if you do yoga for extensive periods of time, years on end, he's like, don't be surprised if you start getting suicidal, if you get episodes of depression, if you, mm-hmm. if you get, like, are, are being scared and anxious all the time. These are normal things in, in yoga and finding enlightenment and clearing your mind. It's normal to do that. And then it's like, he's like, it's even, he's like, sometimes it might even feel like you're, you're not in control of your body anymore. And doing yoga, you might feel like, you're almost possessed. Like it's his own words. He says possessed in mm-hmm. his own wording. And he's the guy who's like for this all. He's like it feels like he feels like something's moving you. And you're not trying to do it, but it's doing it for you. And he's like, I wake up. He's like, I have night Weird. terrors. He's like, sleep paralysis is normal. He's like, Whoa. he's like, I get suicidal too. And he's like, this is all like from the new age guy who's like for it, talking about all these terrible things. And it's like, if this wait, was, what? It's not the Christian guy. No, it's not. <laughs> he's the new age dude that likes it. And That's it's wild. like, it's so weird. And it's like, if this was anything, like. 
any medicine, you get incredible warnings about all of this. Yeah. And it's the, and then the Christian guy talked about it, and he's like, yeah, he's like, well, the whole reason people do yoga is to clear their minds. And when you clear your mind, like, your brain has layers in a way. So when you experience trauma, your brain copes with that trauma by putting it in a lower layer, like a shelving unit, right? right. Puts it back in the shelf. And when you clear your mind, your brain, like, brings up this old trauma that it dealt with and it thought it was healed. Mm-hmm. And it's not like the good form of bringing up past traumas. Yeah. It's like the past trauma happened, it got dealt with, and now it's put away and it's not affecting you anymore. Mm-hmm. And now you're reawakening that and you're going through that all again because you cleared your mind and now this is this, this is what happens. And the Bible also talks about how not to clear your mind. It says, well, it doesn't say overtly don't clear your mind, but it says meditate on the day, on the word day and night. And all that stuff. And the Bible doesn't even talk about yoga or anything like that. So I think you do biblical meditation, which would be like being quiet and like posturing your heart on the Word of God and meditating on the Word of God. Absolutely. And speaking that out. Totally fine. Which is a form of cleaning your mind, though, because you kind of got to do that to talk to God. Get yeah, but it's not. But they try to clear their mind of every thought ever and just right. have a blank slate and just buzzing up there, basically. Right. And so. I sort of do that, though. I like to like throw my mind of all my thoughts and stuff like that and try to just hear what God wants to say to me. Yeah, but I think that's different than what they mean, though. I agree. I agree it's different. So I think it's fine. But, yeah, because... And so, one, because of the, the, the history of yoga and this purpose was intended for worship and everything, all the poses are poses of worship to their gods. Because of that, I don't think it's redeemable. Like, we don't take other practices of other religions that they did as worship to their gods and try to redeem them and try to make it not Christian and strip it of a spirituality. We don't do that with other things. Like... And then people, but then someone said, well, should we not pray because Muslims pray? I'm like, no, God commanded praying. He didn't command yoga, right? And then I also think because of its ties and what it, it can be, it can be a stumbling block for people. And so they shouldn't. And there's just a lot of testimonies of people who are in the new age. They came out and God's like, yeah, I don't want you to do yoga. And so I'm, I'm in the camp that Christians shouldn't do yoga. I don't think you're going to go to hell if you do yoga. I just think you're not honoring God in the best way that you could be. So what if, I'm just going to like sort of ask you questions about what you think now. Mm-hmm. Um, what if I go to a yoga class, I've never been to a yoga class, but what if I do, and they don't talk about chakras at all there, it's just like a, a hot yoga class to just like lose weight and like stretch. And But it's not like a Christian thing at all, it's mm-hmm. just like, we're not trying to redeem it, and it's also not like preaching at you about a lot of stuff you're just like going to work out and stretch yeah well you can do all those stretches without doing the actual poses of yoga and you just do pilates pilates does the same thing for your body as yoga does without the spiritual things attached to it what's pilates it's just like another no isn't pilates like working out no it's like there's like stretches and pilates that you can do and stuff like that like i was doing an ab workout one time my sister told me that i was just doing pilates i don't know pilates is like Forms of stretchings. Um, it's like a basically like a very not spiritually anything. To All right, do but wait, answer that. my question. So if you are paying for a class and it's called a yoga class, a hot yoga class, but it has nothing to do with the traditional yoga as in the Hinduism yoga, mm-hmm. um, it's just like working out and it's downtown LA or something like that. And just working out, sweating, like yeah. doing, doing like stretches and stuff like that. I probably wouldn't do it just because I know because of what it's associated with. I don't think uh-huh. it's wise. What if then? So, if that's not the line, what if um, we go to a class that's still secular, not Christian, mm-hmm. where they just do stretching and they call it like uh, 
an aerobics or stretch class and something like that. And you just go to stretch. It's not called yoga. They do all the things like yoga would do. They just like the normal stretches that you would do in yeah. yoga um, or any other like stretching thing, but they don't call it yoga. Well, if I went there and then I saw them do yoga, I'd probably be like, yeah, I'm not going to do this yoga. But how do you know if someone's doing yoga? Well, you just know the stretches. You're going to like do research but on the stretches. But there are so many different stretches. Yeah, you'd have to like, I guess, check your conscience and make sure you're not. But I can't, I can't do like a. Like if you, know. if it, in your ignorance you do it, I wouldn't like condemn you for that. I'd be like, just know what you're doing. But I'm pretty sure but, you can't stretch without doing a yoga stretch. Maybe. I'm trying to think, because I used to do downward dog to stretch my lower back after an ab workout. Yeah, of course. But I can stretch my back by just standing up and touching my toes. And there's, like, the cobra one that you can that do that's just really good. It's, like, where you're, like, laying face down, like, planking, and then you, like, bring your, like, back up in the air. Stretch over oh, this. that's what, um... That's a yoga stretch. But, like, you can't do that stretch any other way. I mean, you can, you can get your body to stretch those muscles without doing that thing. I feel like that's so extra. Maybe. I mean, this. I'm not telling people they don't have to. I just tell people they should. I don't think they should. Yeah. I would say... I'm not is, pulling a Todd White and preaching about eviction. I'm just <laughs> I would say this is my line. I would say I wouldn't go to a class called a yoga class because just saying the word yoga is... Or like associating it with yoga is praising like another religion yeah. and other gods, right? Yeah. Real quick, just I want to say one more thing about yoga. Yeah. The actual word yoga means, I'm pretty sure it means union. And it was supposed to be union with the Siddhartha or the, the Hindu like spirits. Yeah. So the fact that they're saying like, oh, I'm going to go practice union and like meditate, it's like, okay. Yeah. So I'm not a fan of that. Not at all. So I would say we shouldn't do that. But if we're going to a stretch class, we're doing all the same stretches, but we're like not doing yoga particularly and no one's like trying to get me into a trance or telling me to like empty my mind of everything, mm-hmm. right? And I can just like pray the whole time or something like that while I stretch. Like I'm totally fine with that. I am not opposed to it at all. I know lots of churches do like Christian stretch class. I don't care if it's Christian or not. Like, yeah. As long as it doesn't like talk about yoga, we're not associating chakras and emptying our minds of anything and meditating like that. I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah. And lots of things, like, I don't, I'm not so attached to it where I'm like getting mad at people like who do yoga. Like, I'm like, I can't believe you. I just would probably. Walk by a window. Then you just. Like, I'll tease people about it. Like, I'm going to do yoga. I'm like, oh, I also used to worship demons. And they're like, what'd you say? And I'm like, I'm, it's a joke. But yeah. So you actually want to have a conversation. I will. I'm going to share my opinion. I'm not telling you to, you have to change your life. This is just telling this you is what I believe is the right way to do it. But, yeah, you know, the Bible doesn't say, like, I talked to someone and they said, they think, they look at it as like kind of how the Bible and Paul looked at meat sacrifice to idols. Mm-hmm. He's like, should you eat meat sacrifice to idols? No, because of what it's attached to, but is it actually going to do anything like bad to you? Yeah. No. That's what one guy said, and I was like, I, I kind of misquoted him a little bit. Yeah. But that's essentially what he said. And I was like, oh, I've never, I've never thought about it like that. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good thought. Yeah, it's interesting. So I said it more emotionally tricking because it's such a hip, cool thing to do in our culture now. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to do yoga. I'm like, I want you to like... You just why are you wasting your time? Also, it just looks boring. I'm like, what? Wow. Why did I want to do that? <laughs> just, but nice. that's my own. Thoughts. Is there anything else you want to say about yoga or about like the history, the background, like opinions mm, you've had? No. Well, especially if you're gonna be a missionary ministering to like Hindu people, mm-hmm. I would say you probably should definitely not. Or Buddhist, any like Eastern religion people, you probably shouldn't do it because they don't associate with Jesus, and they <laughs> wouldn't true. see Jesus in it. Yeah. But that's it. Cool. Yeah, cool. Well, the next right. thing that I want to talk about if we're done with that topic mm-hmm. is 
And I know we might not get to all our topics today, but I think it's a really important one. It's very interesting. Um, the idea of secular and like Christian things that mm-hmm. like people say, oh, why are you listening to that secular music or you're watching that secular movie? Yeah. And when they're saying that, they mostly mean like, oh, that's not Christian. Like, why are you ungodly? Right? Yeah. And so, what do you think about that? Like, people will label things like secular, as in some people say we shouldn't do them. Some people just label them secular, but still like consume them. Mm-hmm. Like, all movies are basically secular. Most music is secular. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they have this definition of like what's secular, what's not secular. Do you think that's a Christian thing or like a tradition kind of thing? Well, I would say. It's- I would be became tradition probably to say it it probably just originated to to classify different things as like quote unquote good or bad mm-hmm. you know like you listen to hip hop you're like oh you listen to secular music and it's like this weird condemning like you shouldn't be doing that vibe I feel like people give and well we both have the same opinion on it I think it's like secular doesn't actually exist mm-hmm. you know now if you want to change the word to mean ungodly that's cool. Like, you're like, oh, listen on that god- ungodly music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm listening to J. Cole. Well, the uh, word maybe I shouldn't. the word literally means void of God. Yeah, like God is nothing. It there's nothing about it that's of God or anything like that. Like, do they mean void like without like not? Yes. In? Yeah. Like well, nothing that can't... about it. Yeah, literally by definition, nothing can be secular. Nothing secular. Yeah. To say something out. secular is to say God's not God if He's not there, if He's in the void of it. Yeah. Unless you go the route where it says like and God's spirit left him. Talking mm-hmm. about Israel. But I don't think that's what that, that would mean. God's still everywhere, though. Yeah, like, God permeates everything. We see, that's not the, that's not to say the Hindu thing where it's like, oh, everything's a God. No, like, but God is in, or every, he is everywhere. He's omnipresent. He's in this room with us. What's up, God? He's sitting at both these tables because he's God and he can. Mm-hmm. They were both these chairs. And it's like, man, God is everywhere in everything all the time working for his glory. So is, every, is anything secular? Mm-hmm. What do you think? I would say there's no such thing as secular things, like secular music and like secular movies and stuff like that. If you want to just use the term like that's not Christian, I'm fine with that. But at the same time, I'm not, well, I'm not super fine with it because I know lots of Christian music that isn't as God-glorifying as some what people would deem like secular or not Christian mm-hmm. music just based off of message. Like, there's so much music that's on the radio today that is lacking so much, like, talent and skill and dedication and, like, an actual good deep message, and they just put, like, kind of surface-level, like, lyrics on there where it doesn't actually make any sort of impact on you. Right. And, like, it may have, like, Christian-y words, but I can also listen to, like, a song that's secular written by someone who's not Christian that, like, portrays deeply and skillfully, like, a very, like deep and emotional part of life that God has created us with like mm-hmm. a love song which is absolutely a Christian thing God created love he is love and yeah. if someone like writes a like a clean love song like that's a very like godly and biblical thing yeah, right absolutely. and so I think that song is just as glorifying to God even though like the person isn't Christian as like someone else as long as they're portraying love like correctly you know yeah. what I mean and then the question is like how far are you going to go with this right if you're going to say oh you don't listen to um, that non-Christian music I'm like Okay, are you shopping at the non-Christian Walmart? Right. <laughs> what are you? What, why? Are you, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, are you driving a non-Christian Ford right now? Like, you idiot. How? <laughs> like, are, you, are we supposed to like 
take over every area and start making Christian cars and we're supposed to call them Christian cars what Jesus came in one accord so like, <laughs> maybe Honda but it's like no like at what point like cause then you, if you're gonna you go that route it's like well how far are you gonna go like yeah and it's just, are you going to get a non-Christian computer or like... Yeah, it's very interesting. <laughs> you just can't use that logic everywhere. It doesn't doesn't work. Yeah. So what would you say the line is then? So if we both agree that like the the word secular doesn't really mean anything, like saying this is secular, I don't do it yeah. or whatever, doesn't mean anything. What is a better alternative and what should our line actually be for the things we consume instead of just saying like it's secular? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so this is actually a question I've been kind of... Like, as far as, like, what should I consume personally, I've been questioning again in my life. Because that one verse that says, love does not rejoice in unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. I've just taken that to the extreme and thought to myself, if I pay for a movie that's glorifying things like, like, say, I see a movie, I watch a movie, and in the movie, a character, like, kills someone or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And it's, like, murder. And I'm like, am I paying to affirm that murder? Are they like, glorifying that murder? I Well, I don't know. It'd be like... Or let's say, like, uh, for instance, this is just hypothetical, like, mm. or that movie, like, um, uh, it was, like, with Jennifer Lawrence, and I never saw it, but it was, like, about this boy who moved in next door, and then he came over and, like, basically had an affair with this woman, and, like, that was the whole movie was about this, these people's huh. affair. I never seen it. And I never saw it, but I'm assuming they glorified it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, if I went to see that, I would I be affirming sexual morality? Mm-hmm. Because they're glorifying that. And I'm like, okay, I probably would because I would be giving my money and saying it's okay. Yeah. And so I wouldn't want to do that. So I've been questioning myself like, oh, mm-hmm. should I be watching Thor if he's a demigod and like whatnot? Mm-hmm. But he's also mythological. So it's, mm-hmm. I just, I don't want to be legalistic with it, but I've also been questioning like where my conviction lies with it. I would say if it's taking you like extremely away from God, you should not be listening to it. Or if it's taking more of your time than you're spending with God or with Christian things mm-hmm. or things that glorify God, you shouldn't be doing it. For instance, I used to listen to Kendrick Lamar all the time. I mm-hmm. like I like him a lot. And one time God was like, I want you to stop listening to him. And mm-hmm. I was like, what? And God's like, he just, he changes you. Like, you're not you when you listen to him. You become yeah. mean and like, prideful. just, yeah, like you only want to work for money and you're just mean and prideful. Right. And I was like, oh, that's, you're not wrong. Yeah, yeah I, I, wrong. I, I can see that happening. Yeah. And so I just stopped listening to him. He's like, and Drake too. And I was like, yeah, I don't like Drake. I couldn't get rid of him. Cool. Yeah. And so I just don't, I haven't listened to Drake and Kendrick in, in like years. Yeah. And it's not because like of anything other than they were pulling me extremely far from God and I was spending more time with their music than I was with worship music or with podcasts or Christian influence. Yeah. So. Yeah. I guess so, if it's, if it, yeah, if it's. If it's on a scale and your non-Christian influence is outweighing your Christian influence, you should probably evaluate. Mm-hmm. I would say... I don't have well, Bible verses for this. It's just I, an opinion. I would pose this question. Um, I mean, well, there's tons of Bible verses to, to back it up. I know, I just don't Even have more a, extreme than what you're saying. I, I don't have Bible verses right now offhand. I could be wrong. I don't think you are. Okay. But I think you can go both ways. It just depends on... Mm, I, I don't want to say it depends on who you are. But... Um, yeah, it's very interesting. I want to ask this question first, though, before I sort of talk about that. Okay. Um, and that is, like, where, where's the line of what we can do with stories, then? If something glorifies something that's bad, you know what I mean? You like with stories? Where's the line with storytelling? Because oh. if a movie or a song is just storytelling and someone's writing a song about something that happened to them, 
Yeah. Um, where does the line get drawn? Is it that glorifying something that's bad that's in the story? But if that's actually what happened in the story... Well, you can tell a story without glorifying it and like tell a whole story. I agree. But like, it's kind of like when we give testimonies and people are like, I did all these bad things. I did this many drugs, drank this much, and slept around mm-hmm. a lot. And then I got saved in Jesus. Then Jesus impacted my life, and they like shut down on Jesus. Like, wait, that was the best part. Like, you like if you like you kind of glorified your your, your sin more than you did your what other Jesus things. Did. Yeah. yeah. But I guess in like storytelling, at least it's like I don't know. I guess it'd be situational. Like if they're ever like affirming what the the sin is as good and doesn't have like mm-hmm. the clarifying like this is a bad thing. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, if you watch a murder mystery, I don't think they're glorifying murder. I think they're glorifying justice mm-hmm. and, like, the when the good guys win. Yeah. And that's okay. I'd agree. Then how do you feel about movies that are, like, anti-hero movies or mm-hmm. movies yeah. where, like, the bad guy wins and then and stuff like that? Okay. Actually, that's different because I don't think that's glorifying the bad guy winning. That's just telling a story about a bad guy winning in the end. Yeah. I mean more when they want you to root for the bad guy and then, like, like law about exception. Stuff like that. I haven't seen that. I don't know. Didn't you watch it with us? With Gerard, I think Gerard Butler and his family gets killed and he just takes revenge. And oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So stuff like that where it's like, like you, like, because it, like, it shows the corrupt law system and then this guy's like, I'm going to take matters in my own hand and like goes on this murder spree basically. Yeah. And I'm not giving any big spoilers away. Um, and it's been out for 10 years or more. So yeah. I don't care. At that <laughs> so it's like, I like when I watch it, I'm like, I want this guy to like, it's bad because then I, I end up wanting him to like kill the government in a way. I'm like, yeah, like Punisher. You're like, yeah, yeah, Punisher, like season, whatever, like go kill all governments. It's like, yeah, wait, 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 what did I just say? Wait, like, what? Yeah. Like, this is not. In a way, I think those are glorifying justice, though, even if it's doing it in a non biblical way. You know what I mean? Like, it yeah. is taking like a lot it still of wants revenge the... into your own hands, which isn't good and stuff like that. Yeah. But. I think in a way it's like he's forcing justice to be done. So it's not all bad because it's still glorifying justice, not glorifying like being bad. But it is also glorifying revenge and stuff like that. Yeah. I think it's a very interesting and not a very fine line when it comes to all these things. Like, I don't want to say certain people can take more than other people because it, it's sort of true, but it's not. Like, I think most people who say they can just, like, oh, I like watch this because I can just handle it more than other people can handle it, right? Mm-hmm. I think most of those people are just desensitized to what they should be able to handle. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, but I also think there are some people that are just more, I don't want to use the word fragile, are more um, innocent yeah. than other people. And they couldn't even watch a movie where it's just a true story about, like, a war, right? Where it's glorifying, like, brotherhood and justice and, like, camaraderie and stuff like that, right? Right. Um, which is a great movie. But, like, there's some people who couldn't watch that, right? And so, yeah. I think there is a sort of blurry line when it comes to storytelling and in what form you can you consume it and what it glorifies. Um, it's... I think there is a line you can draw very easily, but there's a sort of gray area between that line below it where you can... You just have to pray about it and see what you're going to consume. Yeah. And that's the, such a true statement. Like, everyone has different, I guess, tolerances towards media that they can consume. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, I grew up in Detroit, and then I worked in a factory with a lot of swearing. Right. And I went to public high, public high school, not in Detroit, but public high school, and played a lot of, like, war games. So, like, I'm, like, way more desensitized than other people, like... If I hear people swear, it's just water off a duck's back. I'm like, I don't notice it half the time. Yeah. On the other hand, 
someone who grew up not working in a factory, maybe worked at like an office space or wasn't a lot of, I don't know what office spaces are like or yeah, yeah. or complete opposite, whatever, and then like didn't hear a lot of swearing daycare. on how yeah, daycare. They worked in a daycare or they're a nursery or whatever, yeah. like a kindergarten teacher and whatnot, and they are just so not used to it, they're gonna be like way more on like shocked when they hear it than yeah. I would be, and it's just because we have different upbringings and mm-hmm. stuff. Which I don't think is a bad thing. I think it's just different. Yeah, it's just different. And it's no big deal. Like if I want to go see a movie that has all this, what another mm-hmm. person will consider bad things in it, and they're like, oh, I don't want to see that because it, yeah. it, it hurts me. I'm like, all right, I won't see it with you. I'll just go see it with someone else. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah. One verse to back up the, uh, I think, a lot of what we're talking about is um, from the wellspring of the heart, the mouth speaks. Right. Hmm. And so, like, what you're feeding yourself and what you're intaking is what your heart is going to tell your mouth to say. Yeah. Right? And so everything that you consume is just going to be what you put out, which reflects, like, the people you hang out with and the, the media you consume and even, like, the food you eat and the amount of sleep you get and all that kind of stuff. Like, it all, the music you listen to, it all goes into your heart and then you just feed it back out for your mouth. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and then there's also, like, um, there's a couple of verses that says, like, like, the whole thing about, like, your, like we said earlier, like, if you're violating your conscience, you're sinning. Mm-hmm. So if you are, if your conscience won't let you go see a rated R film, mm-hmm. and you go see a rated R film, you are sinning because you're not doing that in full confidence that it's okay. Yeah. And yeah. it's not a bad thing. It's not any rip on you. It's just, mm-hmm. that's just where you're at, and that's okay. Do you want to explain what Paul says about that? Like, so people don't More what? Oh, what you, Paul says? Like, your opinion on that? I forget the exact, exact Bible verse, mm-hmm. but I think he was talking about Probably, I would assume he's talking about probably meat sacrifice to idols or something. He's like that. talking about uh, alcohol. Oh, yes. At the time, yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's in Corinthians, but I could okay. be wrong. Um, I don't know the exact verse either, but he's talking about how, like, even if your brother, because the words that they use is because of their lack of wisdom. I'm not sure how it's translated, but mm-hmm. he says because of their lack of wisdom, like this would cause them to stumble. You should also like abs- yeah. out of your love for them, you should also abstain from it. That's what and, he talks about. He wouldn't stop. He would stop eating meats and stuff. Yeah, and so like that, like if it would help people. But he also talks about alcohol in those verses as well. Um, and but it's due to that person's conviction, right? Because they could stumble if that. Yeah. I think so. That's their conviction, not necessarily something that's a sin for you, but it is for them. So out of the love in your heart, you should also abstain from that thing to help them out, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's what you're referencing, I think. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yep. So all in all. As far as Ethan's concerned, don't do yoga. Consume what you can tolerate without feeling like you're violating anything. And what was the first one we talked about? I don't even know that's a good line to draw, though. Like, consuming just what you can tolerate. Because I feel like you should like love Jesus so much and like be so on fire for him that things that aren't even like kind of like edifying, you'd be like, I don't need this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, if it's not, yeah, I guess it's another thing, like, like, uh, John Piper has this, like, sermon jam, and it's like, will it help you run? Like, it's not yeah, about, yeah. is it sin? That's great. Oh, it's like, is it going to help you run? Is it going to help you run the race? It's like, yeah. he's talking about the Bible verse, which says, like, throw off everything that hinders you. It's Hebrews 12. Yeah. He's like, throw off everything that hinders you and the sin that so easily entices. And it's like, okay, if you're running this race, you don't want anything hindering you to win. Yeah. So that's a that's a huge verse I think. Take yeah. It. So you're you're right. Like maybe that not maybe don't just do whatever you tolerate. Just think, is this gonna help me run and glorifying God? Yeah. If y'all didn't think you liked John Piper at all and that he could never preach anything good, 
just go to YouTube right now and type in, does it help me run John Piper video? And there'll be like a lyrical video with a song to it, and it'll probably like four minutes long or something like that, mm -hmm. called Does It Help You Run? And it is very inspiring. Oh man, it's amazing. It's a great video. So yeah, I guess ask that, excuse me, ask yourself that question, does it help me run? Mm -hmm. Maybe that's the standard. Yeah. And like, maybe music that other people would consider ungodly helps you physically run. Maybe it just gives you that jam. You're just like... I'm well, yeah, go, music is supposed to be... I'm going to go for a run. Great, too. It's godly. Yeah. Like, God created great beats. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, does it help you run? I don't think yoga does. So... Don't do it. That's my conviction. I, but I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, bro. I'm going to tell you to love Jesus, seek him. I guess I would tell you how to live your life in some ways because I think it's still biblical. Mm -hmm. As your brother... Yeah. Well, sweet. Awesome. I don't think I have enough time to go through another one because no, we just have like we had five minutes. But That's it's a been one. a good podcast. It has been. It's been a good second to last podcast for the season. It just makes me more sad every time we say it. I know. We got one more. And then uh, we're going to let you know some, some surprises for the future. Yeah. We're going to review, think about what we can do better, what went well. Yeah. All that good stuff that businesses do in quarterly assessments. Yep. So thank you all for your listenership and your family and community that you've created with us. And now we're going to tell some jokes. Heck yeah. Some some jokes. Some goofs. Some laughs. This one I did not look up on the internet. Really? I saw on the internet years ago. Okay. And I remembered it. Wow. Special. But I guess I'll just start by saying I was going to tell a joke about a pencil. Or I was going to tell a joke about a broken pencil. But there's no point. <laughs> That's it. Oh. <laughs> That's my joke. <laughs> it's so bad. I messed it up in the beginning. <laughs> Did you really? I saw I was going to tell you I was talking about a pencil. I was like, broken pencil. Ethan is a fucking cliffhanger. The whole cliffhanger of the joke you forgot. Crux. Crux. Yeah. Crux. I was like, chicken. The whole, <laughs> the whole crux of the joke was <laughs> hanging on the word broken and I left it. Yeah. I messed it up. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. I have a joke as well. Woo! Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. My boss arrived at work in a brand new Lamborghini. Whoa, I said. That's an amazing car. He replied, if you work hard, put in your hours, strive for excellence. In another year, I'll buy another one. <laughs> He'll buy another one. Have you said that on air before? No, I don't think so. I've heard that before. I think from you. Maybe you told me why we weren't recording. Hopefully it's still I funny. Before. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I don't think I've, I don't think I've told that one before. It's still funny. I liked it a lot. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully I didn't tell it before. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, boy. Well, we love you guys. Let us know, because we need your feedback. Please give us feedback on what you like. We're going to be making some decisions soon about like the format of the podcast, how long it is, what we talk about, the things we go over, um, the way we go over them. And stuff like that. Uh, let us know if you want us to add any more segments. If you want to take away any segments. If you just want us to do the main topic and have the podcast be like 30 to 40 minutes. Um, or if you want it to be longer. If you want us to cover more stuff about culture. Or our lives and YWAM and stuff like that. Just let us know what you'd like to hear about more. And what would make it more consumable for you. We'd like to do this the best we can um, with the time that we have. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. We are here to serve you guys and bring understanding to... Questions that maybe are going on in your head and uh, bring clarity to 
tough subjects and we want to do that in the best way that's consumable and they're going to add value to you yep so let us know what you think and yeah we, we're here for you guys really yep heck yeah if we didn't think this was impactful we probably want to do it yep so we love you guys yeah you're awesome thanks for listening thanks for sharing thank you random fans in the world that we don't know yep alright guys yeah. have a great week a enjoy, enjoy your weekend and glorify God goodbye